Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another Friday night episode of the 1871 podcast. And believe it or not, this is our 40th episode. So happy 40th to us. Well, it's a few years since I celebrated my own 40th, that's for sure. And um, same for you, Johnny, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for that, mate. Just makes yeah. me feel that 10 okay. years older. I'm older, I'm older than you, uh, but I think uh, Reading were in the Premier League when you were 40, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I was in Australia as well, and now look where I am. There we go. But, like, hey, that's life. There you go. It looks a bit cold where you are over in Ireland. But, um, look, it's um, last home game of the season tomorrow at home to West Brom. So, let's start. Before we introduce our special guest, Johnny, um, Reading are already safe, as we know. What sort of performance would you like to see from Reading tomorrow? And are there any players in particular you'd like to see get a run out? I think tomorrow, just let them go for it. Just just go and have a game. Just go and enjoy themselves. Relax. Play the game. Have fun. Like, you know, no pressure. We can actually play the first game of the season. We've had no pressure on us. Obviously, you know, any um, any podcast people that are currently playing for us, maybe a young lad called Terrell could maybe turn out tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It'd be handy. Um, the young lad, Barker, I know people have mixed opinions on him. Maybe give him a chance. Like, what? What's the point in having here both of them here if you don't know what they're like in the game? So give them yeah. a go. Um, and again, some of the under twenty threes that have been on the fringes. Um, the young lad up front, who's not very long name, I'm not even going to attempt to try and. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Clark, who seems to have vanished off the radar, but you know they deserve a go. Let's give it give it a chance. You know, see what we've got for next season with these young lads. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's a chance to see see where we're at. Um, and just go and put a positive performance in. And then, obviously, Andy Carroll's going to score the winner in the 90th minute. So, that that will be something well, up, wouldn't it? A clean sheet would be nice, wouldn't it? It would. would. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we're, we're safe. That's all that matters at the minute. There's a yeah. bigger problem ahead of us for next season. So, let's just enjoy the last couple of games. Yeah, hope hope so. And, um, obviously, that's the last home game tomorrow. So, you know, fingers crossed for that. We'll do the come on you ours tomorrow morning um so um well look 40th episode this is and as those of you who have been listening since we started the podcast know we've had pretty much a a who's who of royals legends as guests including the likes of steve koppel brian mcdermott graham murty ibrahim asonko ivar ingamas and the list goes on trevor senior martin hicks etc etc and Johnny Hunt, of course, I think we can class you as a Royals legend, Johnny. 
and Dylan Kerr, obviously. But, oh, obviously. but it hasn't all been ex-players and, and managers. So across the 40 episodes, um, our other guests have included Brighton's CEO, Paul Barber, Heaven 17's Martin Ware and seven-year-old Alzheimer's research fundraiser, Heidi Barker. But tonight is the first time we've had a comedian on as a guest. We've had plenty of comedy this season as Reading fans, <laughs> uh, but it's the first time we've had a comedian on as, on as a guest. Well, if, if you don't include Dylan, that is. <laughs> so, uh, that's my that's my attempt at humour anyway. So a very warm welcome to Reading fan and comedian Sam Michael. Hello, Sam, and welcome to the show. Hello, mate. Thanks for having me. I do, I do have to say that I, I was looking at the, the, the list of names you had before my episode. It's like Brian McDermott, Martin Hicks, Simon Church, and then me. It's like, oh, there you go. Your, listener, you, your poor listeners. Well, you'll, you'll be a legend after this. Don't worry about that. Oh, hopefully. So, um, Sam, I'm going to introduce you by telling the story of, of how you ended up being invited on as a guest. And I think I've got this right. But if, if, I, yeah. if I haven't, then correct me. So we've we've got someone called Jacob Hawley who's going to be helping us out with our social media. And I did a little announcement on, on Twitter and he's been on holiday. So um, he, he hasn't actually got started really yet. Um, and I didn't know this, but I think I'm right in saying that there's also a, a comedian called Jacob Hawley. And, and Sam, you responded to that. I think it was a tweet I put out about Jacob, yeah. you know, the social media guy by... I think you said something along the lines of you wondered why we've got a comedian doing our social media or words to that effect. And then I found out a bit about you, um, found out that you were a comedian, a Reading fan, and basically asked you if you fancied being a guest. I think that was pretty much how it went, wasn't it? Well, kind of. Basically, yeah, there's two guys, Jacob Hawley. One of them is obviously your guy. And then um, Jacob Hawley, I know, is an actor and a, and a comedian, but also a huge, huge Arsenal fan, like massive Arsenal fan. So to see his name attached to a Reading podcast, I was like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. And I, I love Jacob. He's a good friend of mine, but he has the sort of career that I really envy. Um, yeah. You know, he's a whole lot funnier than me. Uh, he's doing very, very well in his career. He's appearing in the new series of Doctor Who. He's getting lots of great acting work. And then suddenly he ends up in a Reading podcast. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was just deliberately doing it to get at me. But um, no, it was obviously different, different Jacobs. Um, and then obviously we, 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 got, we had a chat. And then uh, I was very honoured to be invited onto this podcast. Well, you're very welcome. And, and funnily enough, I say funnily enough, you know, comedy and all that. Um, but you are actually onto something because very soon we will be having Alan Smith, the ex Arsenal striker on as a guest and the reason he's coming on is because we're going to have an episode talking about Arsenal versus Reading or Reading versus Arsenal some great games lots of goals but mm. Reading have never done anything so we like to mix it up a bit so we've had Paul Barber on and Martin Ware and and, and you know uh, a few what you might say a random guest compared to the Reading legends we've had on but nevertheless it kind of makes it Bit of an interesting mix. So we will be having Alan Smith, the ex-Arsenal striker who scored that famous goal and set up mm. Michael Thomas in 1989. We will also be having Alan Smith, the ex-Crystal Palace manager, because he knows a lot of um, people with Reading connections, Steve Coppel, Wally Downs, 
um, John Salako, pe- people like that. He knows them really well. So we're going to be doing a, a sort of a Steve Koppel special with with Alan Smith, the ex Crystal Palace manager. So we've got two Alan Smiths. One is the Arsenal one. Um, so anyway, just Sam, thanks for for joining us. I want to start by asking you, what would you say is your priority or your first love or whatever you want to call it? Is it comedy or is it Reading Football Club? Oh, what a question. What a question. Although, as you said earlier, this season, they've actually come in together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I could prioritise the two of them. Look, it's always going to be Reading, isn't it? It's always, you know, I've always said, you know, the club over country, club over comedy. So always uh, Reading Football Club over the comedy clubs. Yeah, all right. And, and and tell us, you know, we're going to be asking the same sort of questions about comedy and, and about okay. Reddit. And, and as you say, some of them are, are, are kind of going to be the same answer, I expect. But, um, <laughs> so, you know, tell us about you as a Reading fan first. So how long have you been a Reading fan? You know, are you from Reading? Whereabouts in, in Reading, etc.? Yeah, so I was born in Reading and uh, grew up in Berkshire. And uh, yeah, I, I was I was kind of got into football a bit late when I was about 10, 11 years old. And, you know, I, I kind of I was all right with football. I have memories of watching Euro 96 and uh, the Premier League. I remember, you know, Man United winning the treble. But I was getting really into football. And uh, my, my dad decided, like, look, football is not to be watched on the telly. You need to go and see it live. And he knew I was kind of getting into Man United. I was quite a fan of David Beckham, Ryan Giggs. So he thought it would be a great time to take me to the Medeski Stadium to watch Reading play uh, Grey's Athletic in the first round proper of the FA Cup. You know, I believe the year 2000. And uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the, the live football atmosphere. I had been to games before when I was really young. Um, I think I'd been taken to a Premier League game when I was about four or five. But this was like I was sort of 10, 11, really getting into football, really enjoyed it. And I, I remember we went to a few games that season and I was, you know, getting there really. I, I like them. I started talk, calling myself, you know, I'm a Reading supporter. I'm a Reading supporter now. And it wasn't until uh, the still to this day, I say the greatest game of football I've ever been to in my life, which was the semi-final of the then nationwide Division Two playoffs, which was against Wigan. Uh, when we were 1-0 down all game, fighting back, fighting back, and then 1-2-1 with, uh, it was a, a Martin Butler goal, and then a Jamie Curitan penalty. And I, the thing I'll always remember, and you could even watch it back and see it, the second Jamie Curitan misses, the whole stadium puts their heads in their hands. And I swear, half the stadium missed Nicky Forster knocking it in the back of the net. I know everyone around us didn't see it was a goal. Everyone sort of turned around, kicking chairs, getting angry, head in hands. Look up. All the players are running, celebrating. They hadn't seen that Nicky Forster knocked it in. And um, still somewhere, I was hoping to get it today. I've still got the flag my dad bought me from that game. I've still got it somewhere. And that just, that was it. I was hooked for life. I, I always, I'm, I'm a strong believer that your football team chooses you. You don't choose your football team. And that night, I fell in love with the club and uh, never looked back since. And being a Reading fan, do, do the Royals get mentioned in your comedy routines? And if they do, could you give us an example? <laughs> I do a bit of football material. I do a bit of football material every now and then. Um, but I had actually, when obviously there was a long break where we didn't do any live comedy because of uh, of lockdown and you know all that COVID stuff. Um, and one of my first gigs back was in was in Reading, and I was really excited about that. I can't remember where it was. It was that, it was back when they were only doing live gigs outside, so it was really early days of lockdown. You know, being a, and it happened to fall on the same day they'd released. The, um, the new Reading shirt. 
So I thought, this is great. I went and got the new Reading shirt and I put it on underneath my hoodie. And I remember being outside <laughs> and this gig had had like, it was a really lovely gig, this um, run by Standard Deliver, uh, who do various comedy shows around, around Reading. And uh, it was outside. And I remember just as my set started, it began to rain and then thunderstorm. So I had this bit when I sort of said, uh, you know, it's great to be here. You see a lot of these sort of audiences. Sorry, you see a lot of these comedians start their set these days with it's good to be good to be anywhere these days, though, isn't it? Just good to be out. What with lockdown? But I, I always say the same thing, but it's for different reasons. I always say it's good to be here. Good to be out because you see I live in Swindon. So therefore, it really is good to be anywhere else. Uh, and uh, so at that point, I got a few jeers, a little bit of banter from the from the Reading audience. And I thought, right, here we go. And I went, oh, I'm originally from Reading. Don't want to make a big deal of it. But then I took off my hoodie, revealed the Reading shirt to even more booze, to which I stated that Reading's got to be the only town where you can reveal the home football shirt and still get booed. Yeah, well, well Sam, I've actually seen that clip. So that is exactly how it goes, <laughs> by the way. Um, Johnny, do you, do you want to come in now? Yeah, I was going to say, we, remember, we had another comedy legend at Reading. Lenny Henry, I think, appeared and did some sort of thing at Elm Park way back when. Who was your comedy hero, idol, and who was your Reading hero, idol? Oh, well, the Reading one's very easy, A.D. Williams. A.D. Williams. And I was, I was very lucky to... Uh, I did some work for, for a while for Kennet Radio, which is based near Newbury, and... I did the sports show and did a bit of football commentary, which was nice. You know, you just go down and do sort of cover Hungerford games, Thatcham games. And it just so happened that season, Thatcham got all the way to the final of the FA Vars. So I got to commentate at Wembley. It was the seventh time I've ever commentated on a football game, got to comment. I do commentary in, in uh, Wembley Stadium the day after John Motson had retired. He'd left his little cup out, in fact, from the day before. It was right there. And, um, and while I was there, BBC Berkshire turned up. So Tim, there's Tim Delore and A.D. Williams, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's, my, that's, that's my hero. That's, that's my hero. So I go over and think, I'm going like, to be like on his level. I'm going to be professional, sort of go over and, all right, mate, how's it going? You know, all right, yeah, yeah, covering the game. Yeah, great, I've done really well. Danny Williams, you know, Danny and the boys, Thatcham. I go straight over and just go, excuse me, mate, you're my hero. Cover picture, please. <laughs> and just instantly ruined it. <laughs> he was very kind, you know, uh, you know, AD, bless him. Yeah, of course you can, mate. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah, you know, what's your name, mate? Yeah, yeah. and he very kindly afterwards followed me on Twitter. Um, and we've kind of had a, uh, you know, we've chatted since and he's a really lovely guy. But yeah, I'm, I have lots of memories of him playing and I, I'm wanting to play like him as well. In regards to comedy, it's changed over the years. When I was really young, I, I loved um sort of anything I saw on the telly, which would often be people like Jack D and Lee Evans. And as I got into comedy more, I was, a, I'm a big uh, Sean Locke fan, um, Sean Hughes, all the Sean's really um, Richard Herring. Um, uh, and I, I love new comedians as well. There's a lot of people, like I mentioned earlier, Jay, uh, Jacob Hawley and, and newer comedians I get to gig with. I really idolise them as well. So, that, so my favourite comedians are changing all the time. But although there's a lot of Royals legends out there, it's always been A.D. Williams. Fair enough. Johnny, anything else? I've got, I've got something I just... I'm going to say about you, by the way. So, About me? Yeah. Well, do you want me to, to do that and then you think of another question, if you like? Well, no, I was going to say, I had a history of stand-up comedy back in Australia. I did two five-minute stand-up gigs at a pub 
mate, you're a brave man. I could never do it again. I've never been more petrified in my life. Did you? I never so, knew that. That's great. Oh, there you go. So you learn new things on these podcasts. I'll tell you. Uh, it was I'll tell you what. Horrendous. The, the thing. The thing I want to say about Johnny is up until this episode, of course, the funniest thing that has been said. Well, the two funniest things I think have, have been said in the previous thirty-nine episodes. Firstly, Johnny asked Trevor Senior how much he got paid in a roundabout <laughs> sort of way, but that was pretty much the question. So oh. I was kind of bit, a bit shocked, but he, he took it very well. Um, <laughs> but the, the, funny, the funniest thing that I think any of us have said, um, we, we had Tom Jones on, so obviously that lends itself to a bit of attempts at comedy. And mm. Dylan did, and I did it on the, when we were sort of saying who was coming on on the next episode. It's not unusual to have ex-Reading players, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and Dylan did the same. But then Johnny, um, Tom Jones was talking about, used to play for Swindon, and then Johnny was asking him about the rest of his career and playing out in somewhere like, or managing out in Armenia or something like that. And he said, oh, yeah, it was a bit grim. And, and, and Johnny just perfect time and said, a bit like Swindon then. And it was just one of them out of the blue things. And I think that's probably the funniest thing that any of us... This is a stone for my comedy career, Mark. There you go, mate. There you go. That's that's about as good as it's got. Well, man, Swindon was... Comedy-wise, apart from from some of the defending on the pitch, obviously. So we're relying on you, Sam, to... to Well, I was going to say, Swindon material, it goes down very well in in Reading, mate. I tell you. Mates rates, they do a... uh, Open mic night, five minutes at the, what is it, Bar 77. Just get down there, Johnny. I'd love to see it. It's a lot more from Ireland, mate, I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, actually, my, to be fair. Playing Ireland, though. My thing, Sam, is is dad jokes. So my, and I've told this on the podcast, because um, my my dad sadly passed away recently. He was a, a, a Reading director, Brian Roach. So I did a little tribute episode to him, and he I inherited my dad jokes from my dad. And one of his favourite jokes was, um, what do you call a baguette in a cage? And you probably know the answer. No, go on, go on. Bread in captivity, of course. Hey. So that's a proper <laughs> dad joke, one of my dad's favourite jokes. But how do you go about um, putting together a comedy routine? And, and how difficult is it to find something that's original that people haven't heard before and, and is going to be funny do you have to kind of try things out and see what works in advance or how do how do you do that yeah absolutely it's all about stage time and trying stuff out you know I, I kind of I'd so say my stuff's kind of observational slightly storytelling I, I sort of recount some stories and stuff that I think might get a laugh and it sometimes starts with me just telling the story then you can put kind of observations in and things like that but it's all about you kind of do the open mic nights and you 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 test stuff out and after a while you go right this this bit here this is funny this works and you can take that then to when you when you get kind of the, the paid spots and the longer spots you can do that but um it, it, come, it comes through anything really you know and, and if I'm writing I sometimes just look around a room and think where did this come from has it got a story behind it something like that most of the time it just comes to me very quickly and I have to make a note on my phone or I've seen something that happened I mean like so if you I mean you won't be able to see this if you're listening to this on on Spotify or wherever but so you see there's this, this shirt behind me yeah. this classic this, this the reading shirt here the red it's the way shirt wasn't it in the order that's it the, the red away shirt um 97 season wasn't it 
yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, it was the when we'd been at Elm Park for you know a hundred years celebration. I've always loved that shirt ever since I was younger. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And I um when me and my wife got married. So as I said earlier, I've, I've moved to Swindon uh, for work. Well, I moved there for work. Um, as if that needs explaining. I mean, I'm not traveling yeah. around here on my gap year, am I? You know. So I, I mean, it was one of those things where you, you know, I, I, choice, would you? No, exactly. It was one of those things where you know, I, I, I was living in Berkshire. My wife lived in uh, in Swindon when we moved in together. I wanted to move to Reading. She wanted to move to Swindon. So in the end, you know, as happens in marriages, we compromised, and that's how that turned out. So Swindon won. Yeah. Well. You know, compromising works with the wife. She wins every time. So, um, but when we got married, I remember my wife saying to me, she goes, you know this thing couples do where they they do a little present for each other on the morning of the wedding. They'll leave a little present for each other. I went, I didn't know about that, but that sounds sounds cool. We can do that. That's romantic. Sounds nice. So she said, you know, tell me what you want. I'll tell you what I want. And she wanted this this particular perfume. It was kind of like this, um, you kind of pick the way it was made. It It was quite romantic. So I did it, got it. But yeah, exactly what she asked for, basically, and got it gift wrapped and all that, and uh, left it for her with her friends, bridesmaids, so she had it to open. And she and I asked for that shirt. I said, "Look, I've always loved this shirt. It was on ClassicFootballShirts.co.uk." Uh, and I said, "Look, this is it. I've always loved it. If you could get me that in a, in a medium, I'd 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 be so happy with that." So she goes, "Okay, yeah, it's fine. So, you know, whatever," and doesn't really say anything else. And then on the day of the wedding, she she'd given the best man this this kind of wrapped up item i get it and i can feel it and it's all oh brilliant open it there it is that red i'm so excited pull the thing open it's the 96 97 swindon shirt with a little (laughs) note the little note saying remember you live in swindon now i was mugged off by my wife the morning of the wedding absolutely did me but I did get it eventually. I did get it eventually. Well, we can see it. You're still with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I should have. I should have done a runner there, shouldn't I? Should have done a runner there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of comedy gold, right there, isn't it? And 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 Sam, just tell us a bit about you know where you are in your comedy career. Is it full time? Is it part time? Have you been on the same bill as any of the kind of really big name comedians? That that sort of thing. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not what, as you call professional, it's not a full-time thing for me. Um, and, uh, but it's something that I do uh, part-time, uh, you know, I do as many hecklers have said, stick to the day job, um, which turned out with the whole pandemic thing being really sound advice all these years. What a brilliant heckle. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I do it sort of as regularly as I can. Um, because I've got a baby on the way, I, I'm going to have to cut down a little bit, but I run my own nights as well. Um, yeah, I've, you know, I've gigged with, with, with quite a few, um, people I've been on bills with like, uh, comedians such as Rosie Jones, Al Murray, um, Stu Goldsmith, um, Sarah Milligan. Funnily enough with Sarah Milligan. So I did the Bath Comedy Festival a couple of, a couple of weeks ago and I was, the way they do it in certain areas, they, they turn all these places into kind of temporary, uh, uh, temporary venues and what normally happens is they have a, a, a big TV name in the big room and then a smaller room. And the idea was that for the smaller room, we'd have an act like me and it was kind of my, sh- my full show, which was about an hour long. And they try not to make you clash with somebody in the big room. They did that night. I clashed with Sarah Milligan. So audiences for me were, were dwindling, dwindling a little bit. But it was lovely to have her crowd come in to watch me 
for 20 minutes before they went off to watch Sarah Millican. <laughs> but yes. I did get to I did get to go and watch her the second half of her show when I'd finished. Um and I got to meet her very briefly. She was really lovely. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was quite a funny, quite a strange, funny night. But yeah. And and let's take let's take it back to football now to, to Reading. Mm. And in terms of sort of comedy to do with with Reading and any yeah. there must be quite a lot of material and by the way you're gonna um, have a lot of material with a baby on the way I'm sure but you know in, in terms of Reading Reading Football Club you as a fan what has been mm. you know has there been any inspiration for your comedy or has it just been comedy watching the defending lately um like yeah like the gen- I thing is is that you, you kind of can just have generic material from from football in general like I've done some bits of, of material um before um just from being a Reading fan going to games things like that and it's normally quite nice because if you do like a Saturday night Friday night gig you normally get like a group of stag do in like a stag do group in and they're usually sort of football lads and you can kind of deal with them in that way of just sort of chatting to them a little bit about football you know I've got a few gags about um I've got I've got like a little Kurt Zuma gag I had recently about his recent incident uh and you know things like that and uh so that's so yeah that's that's it basically but what what it what one thing it really did influence was my pod so I do a podcast a comedy podcast called comedians talking about football because I I didn't realize how many comedians were huge football fans I think to do comedy you need to have a bit of like this obsessive gene in you like a lot of comedians are comedy obsessives the comedy fans themselves and they're into other things as well you get a lot of comedians who are obsessed with music but you get a lot of comedians who are really obsessed with football so I'd go I'd sit backstage and that's normally my like icebreaker anyway do you, do you like football do you watch football who do you support and I would meet loads of these comedians and I could chat for ages with them about football so I decided to start a podcast, which is just basically every episode, a different comedian talks about their team. And we've had some cracking guests on, you know, we've had like Maisie Adam, who's regular on Mock the Week, uh, Last Leg and um, Live at the Apollo. Uh, speaking of Live at the Apollo, we've had, you know, Nathan Caton on. Uh, we, we've had uh, Paul Cooper, who was um, Martin Mucklow in this country. And we've got a third series coming up with loads of really good, good guests on as well. Um, so, and I love that because the it's just, it's football chat, which is great, but with comedians. So it's fun. And it's, so that's been the main influence really of what, of what every, a lot of things I've done in comedy. That's one of the things I'm most proud of is the podcast. And you guys know how fun it is to run a podcast. So oh, yeah. yeah, that would be the main inspiration, I well, think. But Well, it's not, it's not always fun. Obviously being a Reading <laughs> fan, uh, it, it was over the Easter weekend. That was, that was good fun, but not the last game. Um, you know, what, what kind of would you pick out Sam as, the highlight and the low light of, of the season for you as a Reading been, fan. Do you know what? It's been such a strange season because it's almost like, I was thinking this the other day when I was listening to the, um, um, to, to one of your previous episodes about the 106 team mm. and how sort of solid they were. You knew you're starting 11, bar maybe one or two due to an injury. But how many times has half squad changed this season? You know, one minute you've got a saviour in Aziz and then he disappears. Um, and then suddenly, you, you know, you look at the look at the squad we had at the beginning of the season. Look at the squad we've got now; it's completely different. I know the managers have changed, but we changed so much throughout. And I know it's been due to injuries or <laughs> various people taking two months off due to COVID tests and things like that. But it's really changed so much, you know. And 
I'd say the highlight for me has been probably the two games where, you know, McIntyre gave us an absolute thrill. You know, they, they were two highlights. Um, this is going to sound like a really strange one now after everything that's happened, but I remember going to the first competitive game back at the Medeski. And that was really important to me because I was at the last competitive game at the Medeski before, uh, before lockdown. And I remember being at that game. It was uh, FA Cup, Sheffield United. And I remember saying to my mate, Max, who I go to pretty much all the games games with, you know, we, enjoy this, mate, because we're not going to have this for a long time. I didn't realise how long it would be. I thought it would be a few months, but no, it was a long, long, long time. And then during lockdown, football was one of the main things I missed the most. I think a lot of people missed the most crowd events. I know a lot of friends who yeah. miss going to gigs, it's going to pubs, clubs, and for me, it was football. And I think it hit harder because if you remember, in the right at the beginning of the first lockdown, Sunderland Till I Die, the second series came out with a lot of clips of football fans. And I remember just watching it depressed, thinking, God, are we ever going to have this again? Huh. You know, and, and all the time in my head, for some reason, the one memory I had the whole time was me and my mate in the final seconds of that game. I think it was Mark Bowen's first game in charge against... Uh, against Preston North End when we had that 97th minute winner. Um, who was it? It was Jordan Nabita took a shot from long range and then it was uh, American centre-back got it on the, yeah, got it on the rebound. Yeah, That's it, yeah. 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 Uh, and, it, and, it, and it went in. I just remember just, I remember flying in the air. My mate went back to places. We were in Club 1871 and I went forward like to, and that's the memory I had all the way through lockdown. I wanted that. In my head, I was thinking, I'm going to have that again. I'm going to have that again. We need to go to that first game back. Went to the first game back. My mate had a, my mate felt ill, so we didn't sit in 1871. We went and sat down in like Y22 or something like that. So the Highland one turned up because it was the uh, League Cup and we got beaten 3-0 by Swansea. And I remember thinking, after two years, this is not the return yeah. to the stadium that I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Um, but that so it was nice being back, and it was also a nice thing where, like, during lockdown, we had that good run, didn't we? Under Pauno, we had that good seven game unbeaten run, and that was kind of my highlight because you know, lockdown was a real struggle. And for me, football has always been a, a real escapism for, for mental health, anything like that. I always feel like when I'm, at, when I'm at a football game, when I'm at a Reading game, nothing can penetrate that. I might, I might have a horrible time if we're getting beaten or whatever or the team are playing terribly but that's all I care about nothing on the outside world affects me I'm just when I'm at the game that's my safe space it's just what's happening on that pitch that I'm bothered about um and so it was nice to have that bit of escapism even though we had to watch from home or or, on iFollow or whatever or Sky Sports like it was it was good to sort of watch us win for a bit and there was a nice moment when we beat Preston at the beginning of this season and Pauno came out to the fans. It was the first time we'd kind of been in public with the, the crowd. It was nice to see him, you know, wave, wave us in one of the rare moments, rare positive moments he had in front of, in front of the crowd. So they would be my, my positive moments for this year. And of course, staying up, staying yeah. up, of course. Although it's a bit of a funny way to, to stay up. We've just gradually watched the others you know, yeah. <laughs> fall away, didn't we? Uh, um, one thing I'd like to throw in, in there, and you mentioned, you know, it reminded me when you mentioned about watching it on TV, yeah. and that was obviously that the the Yakumite goal after eight and a half seconds or whatever it was. That yeah, was, yeah, you know, one of my memories of of that time. But um, 
before we let you go, uh, when and where can people see you in action, Sam? So uh, I'm all over the place. I should have got a list together, really. But um, I think I'm not sure if I've, if I've got any gigs in Reading coming up soon. Um, but because I'm as a Twitter, so people can Twitter at Samo Michael S A M M O uh, Michael, and you can find my gigs on there. I am um, I am doing so myself and uh, another comedian called John Matthews. He's a Southampton fan, but we won't hold that against him. Uh, we're doing a, our, our first debut show at the moment called Sister Act, CIS. Uh, um, see what we did there. And it's kind of a, a, a comedy show we're taking around various comedy festivals. So if there's a comedy festival near you, um, there isn't one in Reading, unfortunately. Uh, we'll, we'll be there. I'm doing one in, in Chippenham in July, but mainly it'll be over the summer. We're hoping to get that booked into a few more places, hopefully over in Ireland. So maybe might yeah. catch you over there, Johnny. Maybe, maybe a maybe Yeah, definitely do, mate. All right. Well, listen, that's... Um... It's gone so quick, but um, that is all, all we've got time for. But we have another Saturday morning episode for you tomorrow when we'll be doing our Come On You Ours. And I've mentioned him already. We'll be joined by former Crystal Palace manager Alan Smith. And he'll be chatting about Steve Coppel, Wally Downs, John Solarco and other former Royals. And Alan will be giving us an insight into what Steve, Wally, John and other ex-Royals are really like because he knows them really, really well. Um, so that's available from 10am tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we finally complete our greatest Reading eleven from the last 50 years when we select our two forwards for the team. So that's going to be interesting. So that is available from 10am on Sunday. And all that leaves me to say is thank you, Sam, for being our guest. Great to have you on. Thank you very much, guys. Really enjoyed it. And as, we've, um, as I've said, as we've got an episode tomorrow morning, um, we'll do our customary come on you ours tomorrow so so that's it take care good night thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us again for tomorrow's episode sports social podcast network